Hello and welcome to nap time. Hey. It is just after lunch. We're feeling a little sleepy. We're sitting by the fire and it's raining outside. By the fake fire. You have to stress the fake gas No, that, that is real fire it's that you're fire. seeing. It's fake it fire. is, however, not burning wood. It is burning gas. But you understand the fire is real. No, the fire's fake too. Stick your hand in there. No, no, you can't, man, because there's glass. That's that's so you don't find out the fire's fake. Oh. Yes. The, the whole fire conspiracy. How little you know, Barnes? How little you know? <sighs> so we're here reading uh, Reader's Advisory, our seventh book, and we're picking up on page 51. That's true. Uh, where the second panel are people who, periodically, this book in particular is filled with people who apparently won some sort of contest. Is that right? Yeah, I don't remember the contest anymore. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. I was going to ask you who those people uh, are. They are people who appeared in our strip because they won a contest. And so I did my very, very best. I, like, I'm no kind of caricaturist, but I tried. So people, I tried. That's all I have to say about it. Okay. I remember on the bottom of 51, the strip about not being here to help people commit crimes. Yeah. Like, like, like that's a nice, succinct version of what's happened the entire week. But there, there's some guy who uh, tweets, maybe has a website about kind of issues in libraries, and he's... As far as I can tell, pretty intellectual, anti-intellectual freedom. Okay. And he loved this strip, and it's mm. like it's like, I, like a few times he he would like email me like, oh, I love today's comic. And it was always like, I hate everything you stand for. Like, <laughs> like what? You and know? so he, but he read something into it that agreed with his well, worldview. Yeah, it was like it was like he he would always um, I've heard from him for years now, but he would he would often like have just taken it out out of the entire context of our comics, uh -huh. which are very pro-intellectual freedom. Right. Right. And had right. just. I just read that we his were... His filter is strong. We were... Like, we weren't... He's not exactly... He, he doesn't see himself as a censor. He's one of these people who sees himself as like, well, certainly there should be some controls on this. Yeah. And I should be in charge of figuring out what those are, right? Yeah. Like, libraries are messing up somehow. Like, I'm sorry, man. You don't, you don't know who you're talking to if you think that's true. Page 52. 52. You have anything marked? No, no you do, I do. I like the third strip. I think this is when the uh, library school student was here, mm -hmm. and she's you know trying to do everything very advanced way and kind of ignoring people in front of her. Um, she's kind of a she's kind of a proto Dinah, a I bit, see now a little bit. Uh, but Dinah's not a library student. She's just Dinah's just kind of technologically apt. But uh, Dewey is reminding her that nothing is more important than the guy there in front of her. Right. And she says, you know, he'll, he'll tell me if he's important. Yeah. I just love that because she just can't see. She can't see, like, what's going on. This is not, not a comment on library school students, but it was kind of a comment on that particular kind of student who just thought technology was going to solve every problem. Yeah. I guess it is kind of a prototype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much. Bottom page 53. Is that you? You're the token male and you're qualified to answer the question? I used to be. Now, yeah. I'm, now I'm just. I think you're not those. qualified. Now I'm just one of those. No, no, I, I'm still qualified. <laughs> you're not saying which one you are. I like. I, I really like. It's, is that the computer victim in the third strip on yeah. 53? Yeah. The lie. Strip. That is the... telling the truth. Telling the truth. Oh, so tell, he's just telling the truth. Tell the truth, but he doesn't believe it. Right. That's right. That's right. right. Which is uh, part of our part of our surviving the public uh, advice. It's a great strategy. One of the things you can do is just to keep telling the truth, and nobody will believe you. I think, I'm pretty sure at some point, at some comic adventure library conference, someone came up that I feared, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I was really worried you were going to come up. <laughs> and they laughed, and they laughed, and they laughed, because no one, no one could actually hear that about themselves. And so they, they got to feel sort of loved and teased, and I got to tell the exact truth to their face, and that was very satisfying. So it was a win-win. That's hilarious. 54. Okay. This is, this is a nice Dewey and Tomorrow moment to me. We've kind of come back to Tomorrow having tried to recommend bottled water to him, and and everything else and, and, and Dewey he, he kind of catches her in a flip flop Dewey's pretty satisfying it, it, it's, a, it's a great sequence and Dewey, Dewey like basically ends it by um, offering to filter his water to, mm -hmm. to kind of save the plastic but, but he wants, the filter he wants is, is coffee 
Yep. And then Tamara gets on about the coffee, and I love that he flips it around with the the, the locally sourced kind of fair fair what is it, fair trade coffee. Yeah. Right? He left her with nothing. Yeah. It's just, yep. it's just beautiful. Yep. That's nice. And it's nice that like look Tamara means really well, uh, but she's not always right. And so that's that's the nice thing. She, she's always doing essentially the nicest thing possible, the thing that she deems at the moment to be the right thing for the earth. I think I think this came out of me watching you drink Fiji water, which I just think is the most. No, no, I don't drink Fiji water. I think you used to. This actually came out of this actually came out of me because I have a friend who, for several years, worked for a nonprofit that basically is trying to do away with bottled water completely, because so much so much plastic is wasted and so much fuel is wasted moving water around. I don't think both of those can be true. Okay, so maybe I'm just imagining, my friend. Well, I think we, we often imagine where these things came from. I know, um, but you're usually wrong. I like uh, 55. The lady uh, needs to print more. And she realizes that when she just asks to print more, she's not going to get anywhere. So she basically, she basically get, finds Merv, and she has, to, she has to find a way to explain that the system has failed her, right? right. So, so that they will let her print Because more. that's kind of unarguable. Right. Well, and that's the correct way to approach stuff, right? Yeah. Like, like if you're in a library and you need you need more computer time or something, you need to go up and say. You don't say I used all my computer time. You no. Say there was an error. You you say that like for for thirty minutes I had to wrestle with this computer because uh, it wasn't working, yeah, yeah. right? And finally I reset it and turned it back on, but I can't yeah. have that time back. Yep. Pro tip there for you. Yeah. Problem patrons, don't be a problem. And I had totally forgotten that uh, this is this is Merv um, being mentored by Ned the lawyer. I kind of like that. Oh. That's that's absolutely sort of playing right into who Merv is. So that's not fact. Let's remember that. And here's the trifecta at the bottom of fifty five. Oh yes, this is one of those things. Actually, a lot. I, I noticed a lot of the strips in this. Um, this is about when we wrote "Surviving the Public." Right? This is when we wrote "Surviving the Public," and we wrote we wrote a, a slide in "Surviving the Public," and then this this comic came out of that. And there's several of those I see. Yeah, yeah. Including the next one. Including the next page, which is about which is a story I tell about me buying this gigantic Millennium Falcon, which came out. Yeah, I actually saw the I saw the, the box in your in your restroom the other day. I, in your so house, I so I'm, you're, I'm, you're moving. I'm in the middle of moving, so I box I had to box up all the toys, the uh, loose toys in my office. Yeah. And then I had to get things out of the way so I could start stacking boxes as I took the shelves apart right. and whatnot. I actually have a bookshelf in my office that's so big that I had to build it in place. Oh right. So I have to I have to empty it and it's then like chainsaw. I have to get the boxes out and then unbuild it. So you're I not just gonna leave it there house. for the new owners. No. Okay. No way, are you kidding me? No, I I got I got graphic novels to store, man. So, uh, so you yeah. actually you actually sent me to Comic Con one year when you weren't going and, to and find my, this. my mission was to to find this million Falcon. And you didn't. I, I, I didn't even look. No, but I found it. I found it in a Target the following month in August, and I was with my wife and my my daughter, and I was so excited. The box was in great shape, and it, but it was too big to fit in the cart. It's just right. it's, and you carried it around. I did. It's 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 the biggest thing in my office. Um, the bulkiest. And we we talk about that, and we talk about the the corn cob story, which I guess we don't need to go into more detail. No. Uh, but the story that Merv tells that encapsulates here is uh, a true story. It is a true story. A, scary, a, a truly scary true story. At the top of 57... And, and, and true story, this, this thing is still unopened. Oh, yeah. Although, I, I have to say, I was tempted the other day to open it. Well, I was tempted to open it when I was in your restaurant. Oh, my God, I'd kill you. I'd kill you if you opened it. If I ever just want to end our working relationship, I know <sighs> that's the fastest way to do it. Yeah, yeah. If Silver wants a divorce, that's it. Uh, the top of 57, I love that, that Dewey has this problem, and he's he's decided the simplest way to find storage for his action figures is to move in with his girlfriend, and she's just like, no. You're not putting your crap in my guest room. She shoots him down. Well, it's great, right? I mean, she's really, at this point, is no longer the uh, stereotypical female chasing a man. She's like, she's found her boundaries, and now I'm happy with her relationship. What is she, what is she reading, though? I can't quite see. Modern, Modern teacher. teacher. Modern oh, teacher. That right. might actually be a real thing. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe just made it up. 58? Well, on the third step in page 58, I really like Tamara and Dewey. She says, I don't understand. It sounds like you're lying. And he says, only by an unfashionably rigid definition. 
What was he, what was he lying about? Well, it's complicated, but Mel wants him to go on this tilting at windmills. She's She wants him to work on some social media project. And so he spins up this whole story, and then he spends the whole time working on book talks. Okay. I like I like 59, the third strip. Uh, the woman who just does not know what she needs to know. She needs something, but she doesn't know what it is. And so Tamara is today's designated non-specific problem solver. <laughs> and I, I love she just has like this random assortment of crap. This is, this is a, she this shows is a up the desk with. I've got a Tyvek suit, Salatons, and an old farmer's almanac. Remember the Tyvek suit uh, yeah. Halloween? That's what this came out of. Remember I never that? saw it, but you told me about it. So we, uh, at the library where I worked, I talked everybody into buying like $4 white Tyvek suits with hoodies. Like zip-up Tyvek bodysuits. And whenever, when the patrons came in on Halloween, we were all wearing them. What color were they? They were white. Okay. Did I say that? I don't know. We look like, we look like sperm in that Woody Allen film. <laughs> Everything you always want to know about sex. Yeah. But, but uh, so the patrons came in and they just freaked out. They thought something had gone wrong. We were kind of trying to do slow... Because you sort of look like a hazmat. We were trying to do slow motion things. Because <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't being anything other than a bunch of people in Tyvek suits. Right. Well, we didn't have masks on or anything. We, right. just, we had the hoods up. And we, were just, oh. we were just laughing. And the patrons didn't, didn't know what to do. Yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds a little creepy. And it was a Friday, so I didn't, I didn't sanction this with my boss. Like, uh-huh. My boss never knew about it. We just, we just all took pictures of it. But we were totally sweaty. She knows the, bad enough. The disgust, yeah. The disgusting thing is we were just completely sweaty in these Tyvek nice. suits. Nice. That's the horror aspect. It really was a horror movie. It was kind of a horror movie. Page 60. Uh, I like Dewey's wet hair. I think he did a bang up job drawing, Do- drawing Dewey with. Uh, it turns out he's only a triangle head because of his hair. Mm-hmm. That's, That's correct. Nice. Yeah. Bottom of page or th- third strip. I like that he's trying. To, for some reason, he's just trying to get Colleen to smile, and only when only when Mel sends him on an errand in the rain does she smile, and he doesn't get to see it, which is pretty fun. Like that's that's a nice thing the audience got let in on. That's it. That's me on the next page, page sixty-one, being a real jerk about cell phones in the library. As he you... tells me because it says B on my hat. Oh, I'm going to tell you a story about my childhood. Tell me. So when I was <laughs> when I was 13, little boy. my initials of my nickname, Bill, not my true name, William, my initials are BB, just like your daughter's. And if you multiply B times B, you get B squared. So B squared is another way of saying BB. And so I got a hat, custom made, that said B squared. And then I went to, I wore it to my high school geometry class as a freshman, which was full of uh, a few relatively advanced freshmen, and then like some not so advanced sophomores and some really not very advanced uh, juniors and seniors who are still like in the geometry class. And one of those, one, some jock, I think he was a junior, saw me ahead. He said, "Hey, B two, what does B two mean?" <laughs> and so that's it for the rest of the year. I was B two. Hey, B two. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like the guy, the second, the second strip on uh, sixty three. Also another another winner. He looks like uh, Geraldo Rivera, though. I feel like you looked at a picture of Geraldo Rivera. I did not. I looked at a picture of him, and he had a fantastic mustache. And that's that all I remember mustache. about that. I still, again, do not remember who that is or what they won, such that I put him in the comic strip, but he did. I like um, I like the bottom of 63 a lot. <laughs> I, I, I remember... I, I wonder I, if that was a birthday strip. I was sick a lot that year, and people were just like, drink your fluids. That's so disgusting. That really is, that really is foul. Drink my fluids is probably worse. Uh, I really like page 64, the sequence where Tamara ends up adopting kittens. Like, that's a nice arc for Tamara. Um, I also enjoy the line um, from Dewey, haven't you ever heard of total cost of ownership? Oh, on the top one? Yeah. Yeah, where the kid's offering free kittens? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no thanks. Not really free. No. Uh, so I got, I got to enjoy cats for a while. That was, that was fun. You did. They're, they're odd cats. Oh, and I like how it ends, which is she finally gets rid of all the cats, and then somebody calls... 
And Dewey says, he wanted to know if you'd taken an incontinent old dog that needs hip replacement surgery. And she says, well, I might. And he says, I know. So I exercised discretion on your behalf and only pretended to take his number. See, I think, I think that was, uh, I dedicate that to my Aunt Jane, who's actually my cousin. But, okay. Uh, she will take in any, any dogs or cats. She lives in Yakima. She's a, she's a dear, dear lady. She, but every time I go to her house, she has like three three-legged dogs. Yeah, they're like not she, winners, the she, ones she's taken in. No. no. She's, she is the home of last resort, right? Well, people call her up and they're like, hey, the dog just got run over in front of my house. Yeah. Can you come pick it up? And she, does, she goes and gets Still it. Still technically breathing. Well, no, she, it, it's amazing. She'll, and then she'll take him to the vet. Which is sort of incredibly sweet. It is. And, no, it's great. You know, not what I would do is how I would put that. No, but I, I, think, I think she needs a new cat now that I'm thinking about my cat at home. And, uh, and you could pass your cat on? Oh, <laughs> what fun. Wait, he, which one don't you like? You know... The black one or the, or the I actually, orange I, one? I actually like them both, but when I think about the orange one, he just irritates me. Because uh. he, just, he just won't leave me alone. Yeah. Your cats have both caused me pain. Like, a significant right. amount of the time I spend in your house since you got cats involves your cats causing me pain. And do you think that's chance? <laughs> I assume you've trained them well. It's, it's taken me so long. I give, you, I, I give them your scent, and then I, I train them to jump onto a dummy, like in the, in the shape of your lap. Claw, claw. Yeah, no, no, more than Draw blood. That's right. Draw blood, and I'll give you this. I cabinet. sharpen those things before you come over. Come on. Are we going to 66? Yes. Oh, this is the guy who uh, he's angry that um, they don't have a copy of the book that uh, he thinks they should have a copy of. And it turns out it's not even a book he wants to read. It's a book he owns. He owns it already. He just thinks they should have it for everyone else. And they do have they do have copies, but they're just checked out. Yeah. But he just won't stop going on and on and on about it. Which, yeah. This cranky old guy, we use him a lot. Yep. But uh, I like him. He is known as Cranky Old Guy. Is he? Yep. Call. I, I was listening to a few of our old podcasts, and you do this thing where you learn somebody's name, and every time you spot them, you're like, oh, it's Cranky Old Guy. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm reminding myself. Yep. I don't want to forget it. Okay. It's like a sequence of numbers I keep repeating to myself. Page 67. Again, I'm sort of in love with Tamara as a character right now, and I'm loving this, this little exchange she has with Mel in the third strip on page 67, uh, where she's, she's essentially talking about herself, and Mel just can't, can't hear it, can't see how hard she works and how she wants to be recognized. This is what I see at, at libraries, especially like bad managers will compliment the person who uh, does bad all the time to try to get them to do better, but they uh, will never compliment the people who Or, or maybe even notice. All the, yeah. Right? Because it, you don't notice when it's working. They take them for granted. I forgot Grandma kissed uh, Randy on 68. I totally forgot. Nice. The mistletoe sequence. My favorite moment is when the couple is making out under the mistletoe, yep. but it's actually a bologna sandwich <laughs> that's up, up on the ceiling or something. Nice. That's just gross. Nice. Uh, and that's a very sweet look that Tamara gives Randy when she threatens to make him eat mistletoe on the second strip. I like on 69. I like uh, it's the Christmas spirit still, and Dewey is telling Kitty's been naughty. Like, like, who's naughty and nice? It's, yep. like, it's like the kid who brought, you know, the, the library books back on time is nice. Really, kid's <laughs> naughty. It's great. Page 70. 70. Maybe one of our first ebook strips. I, I don't, I don't so? really think of having seen ebook strips in, so far in our This commentary. is about when they were invented? Is that the deal? Well, it's when they started filtering into li li when libraries had some involvement with ebooks. Mm -hmm. Like, when, when um, they, essentially nobody had used them until Amazon came out with Kindles. Mm hmm and then Amazon did Kindles for a while, and then eventually they started filtering into libraries, but it was incredibly painful to use them and to load stuff. Hmm. And I couldn't decide this is a callback. Like, so this is Dewey saying, I'm, I'm not allowed to touch your device, you'll blame me if something goes wrong. It's, that, not, a, it's not a callback. Is no. that a policy thing? It, that, that's a policy where I work. Okay. I, actually, I had to say it to somebody last night because their, oh, their, really? their Wi-Fi wasn't working, and, uh -huh. and they, were at, they were at the desk with the computer, and I'm like, I can tell you what to touch. You can, you can tell them what to do. I can tell you what to do, it. but I can't do it. That's and, not an unreasonable policy. And the guy was like, the guy was an ESL student. Plus, who knows what the, where those things have been? The guy was an ESL student, and so uh -huh. he, I was like, just just do this, and he was like, 
what? And I was like, oh man, this is going to be tough. And his friend who was with him was like, here, let me do it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I literally am just not going to touch your He computer. was like the translator. I'm like, you can do everything I'm going to say, but, but it's not going to uh, work. Okay. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like, like what has happened, as you can imagine, is, is uh, a librarian will, a well-meaning librarian or, or somebody at the desk will help somebody. Yeah. And then, then all, the whole thing goes black. And, and you brick it. Like you broke it. <laughs> yeah. You broke the whole thing. Uh, so this, so on seventy, so so on the bottom of seventy, I actually said this to uh, my daughter yesterday. Do you feel lucky? Do you feel lucky? And she had no oh. idea what you're talking about. And she looked at me like, "What?" Do you, and then I had to explain the whole dirty hairy thing. <laughs> I, I have this with my kids a lot. And she was looking at me like, "What? What are you talking yeah. about?" I, I explained it to her for some reason on the way to the physical therapist uh, that she was going to, and she was just like looking at me like, "Why? Why is that? Why would you ever say that to uh, me?" Do you one day though, she'll see it and she'll be like. He's he just said the thing my dad said. I'm like you don't understand it'll because all pay because, off. because if you because if you if you feel lucky you're gonna try to kill me but I'm gonna kill you like that's what's gonna happen. Page seventy two. Seventy two. Do you hate the ukulele sequence, or is it okay? Oh, I love the ukulele sequence. You because, do because it's 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 my point of view on how how uh, insidious the ukulele is. Okay, it's true. I mean, and I, I personally am responsible for over a dozen people buying ukuleles, so I'm part of the part of the problem, which I've never exactly gotten. No, you're not one of the dozen. I've, I've not, You're not I'm, one of the dirty guys. I, I have not caught the fever, but I've watched it happen. And it's a little it's a little alarming. Although now that I'm trying to learn to play the guitar. You can understand the ukulele are easier. They're easier. I can understand that. That is why bit. I play the ukulele, because it's easier than the frickin' guitar. I am uh, I am lazy and not that coordinated. I am I am Merv on the top of seventy three. That's who yes. I am. No, actually that's that's totally how our conversations go. You just say I don't understand and then I explain more and you say I don't understand and eventually I realize we're in a loop. That's it. I love the one at the bottom of 73. We try not to make people cry, and Dewey says he needed the release. It's, nice. it's funny because it's true. Maybe he did. He did. You got something here? No, no? nothing. Okay. I got Let's nothing on 74 76. 76. All right. So you had asked, uh, when we were recording Frequently Asked Questions, there was a, yes. a Kenny Rogers sequence, and it turns out we had like 300 uh, library tips. We went all the way from <laughs> library tip 47 to 55. <laughs> so amazing, long- and amazingly, you know, these aren't bad. It's the longest we kind of made ever. work. All from the gambler. All from the gambler. Like that's, that's a lot of lyrics that we we squeezed in there. I don't know. They I don't aren't know. all the best, but they're really not. I that sit bad. there and I try to I try to go. Why was I doing this one day? Why was I sitting there? But this is how you are with library tips. Is you come up with themes. Yeah. You come up with themes and you try to make them work. And sometimes they work and sometimes they didn't. We recently did a Star Wars theme. Yeah. It was okay. I like that. It was okay. It's a trap. Uh, any conference tips you particularly like? Not the conference tips, the library tips you mean. Okay. No, I actually am saying conference tips because I'm using those two words together as intended. I, uh, I'm wondering if there's any conference tips you particularly like. Or is there something you wanted to say about all the gambler the, library tips? The library tips. I, my favorites are probably uh, 49 and 50 of this whole sequence. 49, just because he can't... He's, he finally tells him which, which book not to take. And 50 because uh, the guy just leaves books there and then somebody else picks him up. Like, like I, 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 think we, I think we nailed that. I think fifty is probably. Can I leave these here? Sure. Can I take these? Sure. <laughs> what happened oh, to those books? The what hasn't happened to them? Yep. This is the day everything's happening. I know. We're just gonna listen to the phone ring in the background. Conference then, tips. I really like the one on top of page seventy-nine. So many books. Uh, this is the woman who says, "I've got romance, westerns, mystery, sci-fi, and fantasy, history, biography, science, picture books, chapter books, graphic novels." He says, wow, that's a lot of arcs. These aren't arcs. I brought them from home. So this is you en route to a library conference it's def- with at is. least four or five books in your bag. I finally embraced the iPad a little bit, like reading on my iPad yeah. a bit more. I mean, it, it saves me a lot of packing, right? But, but I still end up throwing like three or four graphic novels in there. And, and I understand that like airplane time is is key sort of book review time in terms of just reading and doing just book reading reviews. time, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I get that. And and what I and my my secret is to bring arcs to conferences and then read them and then just dump them. Yeah. Because they are essentially disposable. My favorite conference tip here is on seventy eight. Okay. It's the take interviews seriously one. <laughs> I love that you always do with and then I swept the leg. <laughs> swept the leg. <laughs> I, I love that. Like 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 I think I think you should go to conferences. If, if you're if you're interested in interviewing for a job locally where you are and you know you're never gonna move. You should go to Oh, and use that as your chance to practice. You should practice. You should yeah. sit, you should get everything off your chest. You should just try to make people laugh. Actually, I, th I think that's good advice in interviewing in general. Do lots of interviews for jobs you don't intend to take. Yes. Because that's just good practice. Yes, because... You've got to refine your story. Because remember, the more interviews those people do at the conference, the more people that their library system is going to send to do interviews, mm. and the more people who get like free vacations in a place like Orlando, which is where ALA is going to be this, nice. this year. So. Nice. Bottom page 80, birthday strip. Birthday strip. Boy, man, that, that picture of Buddy looks so much better in my mind. <laughs> that's, that's all I can tell you. It says, read Bill on this shirt. That's uh, nice. You like that? I think my favorite line on this is Colleen saying, I'm applauding the office, not the man. Yeah. Yeah. In case you're wondering the bottom page, I thought, I thought that one's okay. You haven't hit your stride yet. It's going to be a few more years until you hit your stride. It's a little terrible. It's a little uh, terrifying. Page 81, the Col bottom one. Colleen looks like some kind of giant worm creature. Uh, not as much as she could have. Bottom page 81 is this guy named Ryan Estrada who's a cartoonist who does interesting things, kind of almost like performance art things. And one of the things he did was do as many guest trips as possible, I think maybe on one day. And he did like dozens of guest trips for dozens of webcomics. Oh, really? And so basically, all, all this is all I heard. Hi, I'd like to draw your strip for you today. And I said, okay. Does he live overseas somewhere? Well, I think one of the things he's done is done a lot of traveling. I think he, I think he might be the guy who lives in uh, Busan, South Korea, where I used to live. Um, and he was doing some kind of weird. Maybe he, play, he does lots thing. of interesting stuff. Yeah. yeah. Next page, uh, eighty-two. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, favorite buddy moment here. They need salt for the, like the second strip. They need salt. All they have was pepper and paprika. And Buddy says, "Try the yellow snow." That's a great line for Buddy. <sighs> I like the next one. Like it? It's after the it's after the inauguration of, of course, President Obama, and Tamara's really excited. So she's wearing bunny slippers and she has her unicorn unicorn shirt and there's a little there's a little ribbon hanging from the unicorn's horn saying yes we can and she utters the immortal line you can't spell unironic with that unicorn. Did you go over that? I did. I'm pretty proud of that. Page 83. I love Corey Lewis's shark knife so much. Volume 1. Read volume 1. That's all I can say. Okay. That's all I am well saying. Pitched. Read volume 1. Well yes. It, it's amazing. 84. Um... The Golden Dream of Carlo Ciuccio uh, was Lloyd Alexander's last book. I, I didn't know he had died. I was walking around. I was happy we had done a Lloyd Alexander book finally, like one of my favorite children's authors of all time. And and uh, even wrote a few adult books kind of back in the day that I've read. And um, I was I was walking around uh, the building where I worked. A children's librarian came up to me and said, oh, I saw your strip about Lloyd, Ale your Lloyd Alexander's book today. I was like, yeah, it's so good. Like, I wonder what he's going to write next. And she goes, oh, he just died. You didn't know? And I was, I was so destroyed. It was just, uh That's what libraries do. They crush our dreams. Thanks. Thanks, library. Uh, page 94, plus you. Did you ever go to Schmancy downtown in Seattle? No, I, I know it's a place, but I never, I never went. So Schmancy is this great store. It's actually closing this month. This is oh. February 2016. Um, it's had a great run, probably like, I think about 10 years, maybe a little bit longer, that, that stocks a lot of custom plush toys that people make. And we bought some great stuff there. Kristen Rask who's also written other books and kind of she does like sewing kits and crocheting kits and stuff that are often packaged with books. She ran the store for three years and years right. and years and um, she, she's great. I don't know. And, and she's watched my daughter grow up and 
you know, I'm actually going to take my copy of Plush You. I have it uh, sitting out on my counter now because mm-hmm. I'm going to go to her closing party next weekend. Oh, nice. And I'm going to have her sign it for me, nice. finally. So. Do we made a plushy Boba Fett? Page 96, The Day My yes. Butt Went Psycho. Oh, so we drew this. We drew an actual butt, and then I decided we couldn't quite get away with it. Is so that what, what it we was? Did, what we did is we covered up with dialogue, but then I had a, a piece of art that you could link to from the blog. <laughs> I think there was like I think there was some kind of weird... like. Uh, disconnect here like, like like the butts actually jumped off people's bodies somehow the, yeah. the book is not illustrated and then there's like this conspiracy of butts that try to take over the world and there's there's like they a, do. I can't remember what the, what the next book is called it's like it's like monster butts from Uranus or something like that something atrocious uh-huh. just wonderful uh, I'll just say page 98 how the states got their shapes is like one of the most it's a non-fiction book is one of those books I did not expect to like Hmm. Uh, but it's incredibly entertaining. Like every not entertaining, funny, hilarious. Is that a TV show now? I have no idea. I think I think it might be. Uh, but it's a really interesting story about how all these shapes do it, and it's all for different reasons, and sometimes it's for similar reasons. But it's it's uh, it's compelling. <laughs> um, One sixteen flush house by Stuart McBride. One of the most gory mysteries I've ever read in my entire life. And I think we did a great job of capturing that without describing and it. And I think that's one of those books that Talia recommended to you, because Talia loves... She loves her some gore. She, she did. She loves her some she gore. She did. And then... Um, um, Talia, Talia Ross. Sharer. Sharer. Sharer now. Sharer. Um, from Sharer. McMillan. Yeah. And so, so uh, Talia saw Stuart McBride after we ran this, oh. and showed him, showed him this, and, and uh, he was so happy that he signed a little book for me, mm-hmm. and he, he drew a little picture in it, too. Oh. And is it a, gr- a gross picture? Um, no, I don't remember it being particularly gross. Oh, okay. I can't remember what well, it is. that's nice. Um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to talk about Paul's on uh, sure. 117, Paul's yeah. guest strip. I, I had not read this yet. The movie had not come out yet. I think he just absolutely nails it now that I've seen the film. I still haven't been able to read this book. I, I still haven't seen either. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's so like the essence of fatherhood in the post-apocalypse. <laughs> just the guy trying to keep his son alive. Yeah, I don't think I can see that. Are we dead yet? No. How about now? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> That's totally Paul. It's are we here yet, but it's, it's are we are dead, dead yet? yet? That's nice. When are we going to be dead? We'll be dead when we're dead, okay? I, I wanted to go back to page 104, The Art of Racing in the Rain uh, by Garth Stein, which is a book I really, really loved. And then some years later, I think three years ago, uh, you and I were asked by uh, Humanities Washington, which is an organization that does lots and lots of kind of reading advocacy and literacy programs and stuff. They have their annual fundraising dinner. I think Nancy Pearl recommended us for this. Yeah, she said, I'm not doing it again. Uh, but try these try these two suckers, and so we were the, we were the MCs, and uh-huh. we decided to be all fancy. So we dressed up in tuxedo pajamas, footy pajamas, yes, footy pajamas, and that's how we did the whole thing. And uh, and Garth Stein was the uh, guest of honor of that. Well, he, he he gave was he the guest of honor? No, he just gave their pitch. He gave like their their their, their big Ca- money. Call him what you will. He and his wife. Call him what you will. Yeah, and and I I sat at a table with uh, my wife and Charles Johnson and you. Yeah, yeah. Charles Johnson's uh, daughter. That was, that was great. Yeah, it was fun. Charles Johnson, who was a the National he, Book Award, National Book Award winner, but and he, actually we pitched we, we pitched his book many years later. But he was also uh, the he, he, was, he was also one of the professors in my writing program. Oh, right. when I was a student at the University of Washington, when I was a creative writing student there, right. and I would not take his classes because I was too freaked out. And then I want to make a pitch for one of my favorite uh, book clubs of all time: the books about poop. One on page one twenty five. It's hard to believe you'd like that one, but there it, it is. It is. Two, I want to recommend to you, Bill, A Natural okay. History of the Unmentionable. It's very small. It's very cartoony. No, no, I've read all these books because they sit on the back of your toilet in your house. No, so I've, I've looked at all of them. I would never put my copy of Kaka's on the back of oh, my toilet. Okay. It's, it's too expensive. Okay. Then you, you caught me out in my, in my obvious lie. But it is the Encyclopedia of Pooh. It is, it, is, it is the coffee table book of pictures of turds from various animals oh, no. by the folks who make Colors magazine. Wow. And if you have somebody in your life 
who likes the unmentionable and finds it as fascinating as I do, you need to get this coffee table book for them. That is all I can say. Yeah. Forget everything else. And, and my friend uh, Charlie the Noise Guy's book, Flush, is there on the counter, on the table, too. So, But yeah, but but Kanka's The Encyclopedia of Pooh. Get your copy. It's actually in... I think I think the uh, all the information in it is in four languages, just like in Colors Magazine. Oh. So. And last, our last page, page 128, was a script that I wrote, because I totally do this. Not for every book, but once in a while... There's a book like, this is the book I'm waiting for. It's the new book from my favorite author. And I just kind of like clear my schedule and I have a little date. I have a little date with me in the book. And uh, that works out. That's it. Okay. Thank you for joining us. We're going to take a nap now. Say goodbye. Bye.